Welcome to the Streamline Training Show, where we teach busy people to cut through the noise around health and fitness to find a few fundamental truths that will let you make real changes to your habits so you can get maximum fitness results in minimal time using the smallest, most powerful frameworks. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to the show. We are here yet again the Streamline Training Show. This is your host, Johnny Wilson. I'm joined, as always, in the studio by my lovely co-host... Laura Wilson. Just Laura. Yeah, I'm not feeling the creative juices right now. Yeah, it's okay. Really, I think you've only felt the creative juices one time. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was pulling at straws there for just a second, and everything sounded really manly in my head, so I just, you know, I didn't want to take that route. That's okay. Not everything has to be a bit. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We're, uh, let's see, we're four... We're four and a half weeks into the new year. Oh, yeah. Right? Four and a yeah, half. Yeah. yeah, this is the first of February mm-hmm. uh, as we're recording this. And four and a half weeks in, how would do it on the goals, babe? Well, my goals are interesting this year. So, yeah, I'm thinking like somewhere in the next three weeks, please, Lord, I will lose probably like 10 pounds in a day (laughs) (laughs) we're pretty close this is high alert season we are now going to well you're going to the doctor every week yeah yeah so i'm full term and the due date is coming up just around the corner which is why i would lose that much Mm -hmm. weight in a day Mm -hmm. i do not recommend that no i'm hoping it does take three weeks though yeah yeah around about three weeks we'll see for your sake i'd like for the boy to be here soon but yeah, I'd, I'd like a little bit more time. I'm content. I don't. I don't <laughs> feel too uncomfortable yet. Uh-huh. Sleeping is getting annoying, but yeah, uh, I think that's just preparing me for when he does get here. Yeah, and the change in sleep patterns. But yeah, I feel pretty good, so I'm okay with waiting a little longer. But I will say, I'm excited to hold him outside of my body instead mm-hmm. of inside my body because mm-hmm. he's starting to weigh on the back a little bit. Mm, I believe that. Yeah. So yeah, my goals are. Um, currently stalled <laughs> but I, I do in a way have a weight loss goal yeah which is getting this baby out and it's a predetermined way like it's gonna happen you're gonna lose weight sure yeah you know and there's all kinds of fluid that will build up mm-hmm. potentially and yeah maybe it won't look exactly like i want it to i remember with annie with my c-section i <laughs> they were rolling me back to the room and i put my hands down on my stomach and i was like oh <gasps> Oh, my stomach feels so flat. Yeah. <laughs> and then like two days later, I looked pregnant again. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> From all of the swelling and mm-hmm. the all the gas that gets trapped with the C-section. I was miserable. Hopefully, that will not be the case this time. Hopefully, once the baby is out, I don't then look pregnant again. I hope not just for your days sake. Later. Yeah, me too. But you know what? It'll be worth it. So, can't complain. Annie was worth it. Yeah, Annie is definitely worth it. Yeah. So your goals are a little more concrete, and you can actively move towards them. Yeah, I don't have a baby in me. You do not. <laughs> if, if so, this would be a different conversation. Yeah. What, so you said four and a half weeks, right? That's about yep. how far we are into this weight loss, fat loss goal you have. Mm-hmm. How are we doing? Pretty good. I'm right on track. I uh, So my, my goal is 15 pounds in about 12-ish weeks, mm-hmm. some of that ballpark, and and... So I'll be, I should be halfway by the time the boy gets here. Actually, I should be a little bit over halfway. And I'm currently around six to seven pounds down. Technically, I'm about, I'm almost 10 pounds down from my highest weight at the bulk, which is in December. But I lost a couple pounds just kind of doing maintenance for a couple of weeks. And then, which is normal. 
and then uh, my highest at the start was 189 at the start of the cut, and this morning I was 183, so four-ish weeks and six pounds down. Yeah. That's a pound and a half a week. Yeah. That's perfectly on track. Yeah, and we're, we're just over a third of the way through your your 12-week mm-hmm. uh, time frame, so that's pretty good. Yeah, doing really good. Yeah. So, which I did hear you say, like, the past three days, you've weighed the same. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen a change in the past three days. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Well, on the outset, it makes me feel a little bit nervous, which is funny because I've looked back over my averages. I'm like, oh, dude, like my weight is coming off just perfectly. Yeah. And the fact that it stalled for a couple of days is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And really, we don't we don't measure big stalls and weight loss or weight gain on such a narrow time horizon. We would right. normally measure it across one to two weeks. Right. So if I stayed at one, I'm 183 this morning. I've been 183 on the nose for three days. Yeah. If I stayed there for two weeks, then I would be concerned. Sure. But yeah, three I'm not days is, is not too big of a deal. Yeah, I'm not concerned. I'm on like on face value. I'm like, oh, I should start doing some more cardio. Uh, and I might, to be yeah. honest. But I was talking to you yesterday. I might just do some cardio just to increase my fitness. Sure. Just because yeah. you know, being on the the perma bulk for so long, I was <laughs> had so many stops and starts last year with just the the way that our life was going. Um, I, I have lost a lot of fitness and yeah. that was intentional. I wasn't trying to be super fit, Sure. but I would like to get some of that back now yeah. and the cut's a great time to do it. Well, and I think a big thing to consider for you too, is your change in job because mm. you were moving mm-hmm. almost constantly, yeah. you know, 40 plus hours a week. Mm-hmm. You, you were quite engaged mm-hmm. and now, I mean, if you wanted to, you could sit behind a computer all day all and day. work on, keep working on stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're... <laughs> Your uh, calorie burn has decreased significantly just mm-hmm. from your job change. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, which means that the the way to troubleshoot this kind of issue, quote unquote, if it were an issue, would to me it would just be an increase in daily activity, and it would not be hard. Sure, you know, ten yeah. to fifteen minutes a day at a couple different pockets. Yeah, add into my routine. Right, and and like the other day, it was actually beneficial for you mentally as well you're like i gotta go on a walk mm-hmm. i can't sit behind the yeah. computer any longer yeah. it was beautiful outside uh-huh, you once. grabbed me and we walked maybe 10 minutes and mm-hmm. jumped back into work so yeah. there are i think pretty simple ways to incorporate that into your daily routine that mm-hmm. yeah it's it's fun to burn calories when you're walking with your spouse in yes. the sun in the sunshine mm-hmm. and talking about things you enjoy that's mm-hmm. that's doesn't feel like a workout. No, or it's not like I'm gonna. Oh, I gotta go wake up super early tomorrow and do an extra thirty minutes of cardio. Right. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just not what I need to no. do right now. Yeah. It's not necessary. Yeah, and it's enjoyable for multiple reasons, not yeah. just the physical benefit you get out of it. Yeah. And here's the thing, I know that I don't need to do that. Whereas I think uh, I'm I'm not trying to denigrate anybody else. But there are plenty of people, and this has been me in the past too. That the immediate assumption is, oh, I'm not seeing progress every single day. It's mm. time to crash the cardio. Yeah. You know, or yeah. I need to slash the calories, no more yeah. snacks or, or whatever, whatever the, the cut comes from. Right. So that's a good point. So if, you know, this is probably about the time of year where people are kind of checking in with their goals. Yeah. They said that, checking out. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> but this is, um, I mean, they're the same place you are, right? If they yeah. had new year resolutions. One month in. So for those who are finding some plateau or maybe they're just not getting where they want to go with their goals what kind of options do they have which that is so broad because everybody's goals are so different right but the systems are actually really similar yeah that's true so so one right it's probably a good time to check in with your goals absolutely if you set a goal 
and you never check in Mm -hmm. or you're never implementing any sort of strategy to move Mm -hmm. towards it, that goal is pointless. Yeah, because you're not going to reach it. Right. You're not just going to find yourself falling towards your goal. No, you're never going to find yourself. That's the whole point of setting goals. That's right. You're never going to find yourself becoming somebody different than you you already are without intentional effort. Right. We don't drift toward excellence. Mm -hmm. We drift toward mediocrity. And in fact, we probably drift backwards. Sure. Worse. You know, if we, if we leave ourselves to ourselves, Mm -hmm. we become worse most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's certainly true with aging. If you are currently not trying to combat the negative effects of aging, you're losing. Absolutely. You're losing the battle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all that to say, now's a good time to check in. Yeah. Right. And maybe you've been checking in before, but say, you know, you, you started the, the year, maybe it was a, a weight gain goal, Mm -hmm. muscle gain. And you're four weeks into this thing, you're checking in. Mm-hmm. One, what things should encourage you? And maybe what things should be red flags? Mm-hmm. Well, in order to know what it should be encouraging to you, you need to, one, have set a goal that requires some sort of improvement or change. And two, you need to know what that change looks like. So if you have a weight gain goal and you said you want to gain 15 pounds, gaining any weight is an improvement if your goal was to gain weight. Sure. So that should be an encouragement to you. But there are other fringe encouragements, I think, that are also available. If like you're what? doing If you're doing resistance, resistance training and you have a muscle growth goal and you're adding muscle to the frame, then you should be getting stronger. Yeah. So certain lifts should be moving up. You should be adding weight to your lifts. Things should be feeling easier in the gym. Uh, and then you should also be able to appreciate some small differences in appearance. Sure. So if you're a couple of weeks, honestly, if you're a month in and you've gained any amount of weight and your lifts are going up, you're pretty confident you've added muscle tissue, you should start to see it a little bit. I'm not right. saying you're going to see dramatic changes, but you yeah. should start to notice a little bit of differences in some of your muscles. Yeah. Well, and you may even see, depending on your lifting level, you may even see more dramatic performance changes mm-hmm. just because of the neuromuscular That's benefits. Right. Yeah. Just practice with the movement. Getting right. better at the technique will make you dramatically better in a couple of weeks. Right. So I think that's really encouraging too, because um, oh gosh, it's been a while since I've looked at this literature, but the last time I saw it, it was about six to eight weeks before you saw true, like hypertrophic changes in Structural the tissue. Change, yeah. yeah. So histological changes, the tissue actually mm-hmm. changes to get mm-hmm. bigger. So you probably shouldn't get discouraged at four weeks, right? No. As long as your performance is going up. Correct. But I also think that you should be seeing, so there are, um, uh, there's enough research to to show that sarcoplasmic hypertrophy is a real thing, which is fluid-based increases in cell size. Mm. So you should still be looking bigger. Yeah. Now, if you stop training for a week, that should all go away. Right. Real added muscle tissue doesn't just go away in a week. Mm-hmm. But sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, in other words, hypertrophy that's non-contractile in nature, but does exist as fluid or other cell components inside the cell membrane, yeah. does increase muscle size. Yeah. And you can yeah. see that. That, that you can measure visually, it. yeah, you yeah. can see it in a couple of weeks, but it's not lasting change. Like you said, you're not going to see histological change uh, on a permanent level for eight to twelve weeks. Right. So if your performance is going up, that should be a, a pretty good indicator. You yeah. should be getting great pumps, and you should actually be looking and feeling a little bit bigger. Yeah. And if you've gained, uh, you know, even two to three pounds over the four weeks, you should be feeling a little bit different. Yeah. Not yeah. crazy, but right. you should probably be seeing a little bit of some differences. Okay. Yeah, are there any other things that you would find encouraging along the way? I think pictures are a big one. So I think taking a picture a month is probably a pretty good way to take some stock. Uh, if you follow 75 Hard, who Andy Frizella is who started that kind of movement, so to speak. Yeah. 
he says take a picture every day. Right. You're going to appreciate the differences more with more time delay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think pictures could be a good one for you. Like yeah. if you don't really appreciate the change, but you've gained four pounds and you took picture from uh, took a picture from January first to February first, you might be able to see some changes. Yeah. And that could be pretty encouraging Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. But then I think the big thing that I would be encouraged by. In addition to the big hallmarks of, am I objectively moving up toward my goal? So is my weight going up? Right. And is my performance increasing? Mm-hmm. A big thing to be encouraged by is, is my lifestyle changing? I was thinking the same thing. Have I built a habit? Yeah. Have things been sticking around? Mm-hmm. And the way you know that's working, is it feeling easier and easier to find yourself doing yeah. the things that mm-hmm. you know are moving you toward your goals? Yeah. So is it easier to go to the gym? Is it easier to lock into whatever mindset you need to, to get a really good workout in? Is it easier to warm up and get right into your sets? Do you find it something you actually enjoy talking about Mm -hmm. where before maybe it wasn't? Is it satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. Is it satisfying to you? Yeah. Is it easier for you to eat the volume that you need to eat to gain weight or to lose weight if that's your goal? And that's not all to say that every single day it's going to be easy and attractive and satisfying. Right. But on on a grander scale, hopefully you're moving towards that direction. Yes. The friction is decreasing. Yes. Yeah. And hopefully it's becoming integrated into your personality or identity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not in a harmful way. But just this is something that I do. Yeah. It's so ingrained in me that I don't really think about it anymore. Like, oh, I got to go to the gym today. It's when I get done at the gym today, what am I going to do? That's yeah, the question. Exactly. It's not if, it's when. When I finish the gym, am I going to make it home in time to prep this thing I want for dinner? Or do I need to make a faster version? Whatever yeah. your yeah. situation might be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot because it's uh, the, to, well, for me, and maybe this isn't the same for everyone, but for me, any long-term goal I set, even right the next five to 10 years, there's still an even, even longer-term goal that's like longevity, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when I'm 80, I want to be doing some of the thing, same things I'm doing now. Maybe not to the same capacity, yeah. right? But I want to eat similarly. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the gym. I want to be physically active. So... Sure, if I gain five pounds of muscle over the next two months, that's moving me towards it. But mm-hmm. even more importantly, have I integrated that into my lifestyle? Yes. And that's a big win. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Greg Glassman said something that was worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Glassman, for those who don't know, is the former CEO of CrossFit. He's he's the creator of CrossFit. Yeah. He's the founder. Yeah. Uh, and he's not objectively a very good person, and he's made a lot of mistakes. He and granted, has, yeah. he could be totally different now, but he's just made a lot of very public mistakes and, yeah. and said and done things that I don't agree with, and his lifestyle does not reflect the thing that he built, which is ironic. Right. He doesn't look fit at all. Uh, and he doesn't practice fitness by yeah. all standards, at least outward-facing standards. So it's ironic that he said something that would be very useful for him to take to heart, which is the needs across ages and um, expertise levels differ not in kind, but in degree. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the 80 year old and the 18 year old need the same kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They need things that are going to require them to increase their VO2 max, maintain or gain muscle tissue, keep them mobile, help them to prevent the negative effects of sedentary lifestyle. That's yeah. rampant in the, the U S and Western civilization in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't need the same degree of those things. Right. The 80-year-old grandmother doesn't need a 400-pound back squat to improve her strength, yeah. or perhaps even to to maintain some of the muscle tissue that she's got. Especially if your goal is function. Yeah. yeah. She just needs to be able to squat. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a really important metric for aging. Absolutely. And that's been proven in some very interesting oh, research yeah. studies recently. But if you think about this, this is true of my grandmother uh, before she died. She was She was 
decreasing in mobility, which was really sad to watch. Mm -hmm. And I realized because she needed so much help, her getting out of a chair was almost impossible by herself. Yeah. It was really hard for her, which is the same. It's that is to say that her one rep max squat was the weight of her body. Yeah. The physical weight of her body. Less than. Yeah. Less than. She needed assistance. Yeah. Yeah. Which means to prevent the loss of your function from something as simple as getting out of a chair as you age, you mm-hmm. need a good back squat. Yeah. You don't need to be a world record holder. Sure. You just need to be able to move more than your body weight forever. Right. Yeah. And then you've got the opposite side of that with your granddaddy. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this summer, uh, I think it was this summer, maybe it was two summers ago when we were at the beach. I think it was this summer. And the grandkids were down, you know, laying in the floor playing. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked at me, I think there were a few people in the living room and he mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to get down here just in case I can't get back up. Can you help me? We're like, oh, yeah, for sure. We'll help you get up, granddaddy. He didn't need help. No, he didn't, he didn't even grab help. onto the table. Yep. He just jumped And he's down the how old? 90, 93. 93. Yeah. yeah. Got down, got back up on his own. Talk yeah. about impressive. I'm yeah, like, I, mean, I want to look like that in 93. That's, that's exactly amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And part of it is, I mean, even to this day, like he still goes to the gym yeah. three times a week with a personal trainer. He has a personal trainer. Yeah. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's unwilling to give up his independence for reasons inside of his control. Right. If it's outside of his control, so be it. Sure. But he's unwilling to give up his independence for reasons inside of his control. We've had, he and I have had multiple conversations about this. And every time that we do, he always tells me, if you want to be like me, start now. Yeah. You need to just start doing stuff mm-hmm. now. And he's not an expert. He's not an exercise scientist. But he's figured something out. Dude's Absolutely. 93, gets up and off the ground, gets down and up off the ground at will. And most 80-year-olds that I know can't do that. Right. Oh, well, I know people even younger than that that yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can do it, but it is a little difficult. Right. But his his number one thing, and he's been telling me this for years, before I was even a professional, is start now and don't stop. Yeah. Make it part of your lifestyle. Absolutely. There's a, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Maybe only truth. <laughs> mm, yeah, probably so. Yeah. Okay. So that... Those are all encouraging things mm-hmm. and, and on both sides of the equation, whether you're doing fat loss or weight or gain, gain. Yeah. I think all the things you said would be beneficial or performance goals. Like yeah. Or performance, performance goal. goals. Absolutely. Even if it were maintenance, yeah. right. You mm-hmm. want your pictures to look the same. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, so what red flags might they find four and a half weeks in? If it is far in and you have made no progress, red flag. So if you mm-hmm. had a stated weight loss goal, 20 pounds down by June. That's a great mm-hmm. goal. You could even go faster if you wanted to. Uh, but if that was your goal and by now you've made no progress, yeah. well then between now and June, you only have five more months. Right. You know, you should by this point be at least 8% down yeah. from where you are. That's at least a pound and a half. Mm-hmm. And if you're no pounds down, that's a problem. Sure. If you've stalled out big time, so maybe the first week or two, you had some great success and have lost no weight since then, yeah. that's also a red flag. Mm-hmm. If your performance is in the gutter, that's yeah. a red flag. If you're yeah. trying, if you're trying really aggressively to lose weight, and you are losing weight, but you're becoming frail essentially because you're being too aggressive or not eating enough, that's a red flag. Yeah. Uh, but then I think more red flags would be uh, it's becoming harder and harder for you to do the things that help you get toward your goals. 
Mm-hmm. So it's actually getting harder to go to the yeah. gym. You're Increased to, friction. Yeah, you're having to convince yourself to wake up on time to go for a run. Yeah. You're having to drag yourself to the pantry to get a good snack. There's just a whole negative mindset around it. Yeah, you're starting yeah. to hate your life. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge red flag. Even if you're having success, quote unquote, toward the objective measures of your goals. Yeah. It's a huge red flag if you're starting to hate your life because you will not finish the goal. Absolutely. You are destined for failure. Well, and... Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And you're just, you're not going to be the 80 year old who's doing the things you're doing now because no. you're not going to be the one year, one next year <laughs> older yeah. and be doing the same thing. No, you won't make it a couple a and, month. And you've said this before, like there are times you won't enjoy it. Yep. And that's, that's not okay. the point. Yeah. The point is integrating it into your lifestyle. That's right. Uh, and if you feel increasing friction this far in, it's not going to integrate. Exactly. And this is why most people actually stop two weeks in. Yeah. So if, if they've seen those red flags, how do we troubleshoot? Where do we go from there? Yeah. Well, this requires another evaluation. And so when I work with clients, we have a monthly evaluation schedule. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to sit down every month and evaluate what have we done to move to our goals and how's the process working. Yeah. That includes evaluation of the goal itself. Mm-hmm. If the goal is, is no longer reflective of their real intention, maybe they realize that just this was not a good goal for me to set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or if something in their life has changed, big dramatic change in life, like maybe they got pregnant or they started a new job and they, they no longer work the hours they did because they have to commute an hour. And right. so now right. they've added two hours to their day they didn't have before, et cetera. Uh, then we need to change those goals. Mm-hmm. So a reflection time right now would be, one, you need to evaluate your goals. Did you set a good one? Yeah. Is it actually relevant to you? Is it taking you where you want to go? And then did you define it well enough to know if you're actually making progress? Yeah. Because some people are disappointed in themselves and they have no reason to be. Right. right? Well, and, and maybe the goal itself isn't bad, but the strategies they're using to accomplish the goal is the problem. Yeah. And that's the next layer down. Yeah. Once we evaluate the goal, we need to evaluate the inputs. What are you doing in service of accomplishing this goal? Yeah. And if you're doing really great things, but they don't work for you, okay, there's a, a litany of other things that you could try mm-hmm. in service to many different goals. That would probably work just as well. Yeah. We just need to select one that works for you. So we need to start by evaluating the goal. And then we need to start by evaluating what are we doing? What actions are we taking in service of the goal? So that would both be reflective of are we actually doing the things that we Mm. said we were going to do? Like are we taking those actions? Yeah. And are the actions, if we are doing them, actually getting us where we want to go? Right. Both of those things are super important. Mm -hmm. And then we need to evaluate how we feel about the process. This is something that I've worked with multiple clients about. Every time that I check in with them, I ask them, can you keep this up? Yeah. Like, it's great that you're getting in, you're eating, you know, 12 ounces of chicken a day. Can you keep (laughs) eating 12 ounces of chicken a day for the next 16 weeks? Yeah. If the answer is no, we need to stop now. Right. And find an alternative. Because eventually, you have admitted to me that you will burn out. Mm -hmm. You've said, I can do this for now, and I can't do it for long. Yeah. And I've had clients say that to me. They'll say something like, uh, I, yeah, like it's okay. I, I'm working good for now. And I'll say, uh, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, like, is this something you can keep doing? They're like, I can do this for now. This is a great thing for my phase. And I'll have to dig down again and say, listen, if this is something that requires a lot of your willpower, it's going to go away. Yeah. We need to make this as easy as possible for you. Yeah. And you need to not, don't try to, to drum up willpower to try to make yourself superhuman you yeah. just need to be able to do the things repeatedly that get you where you want to go right and there are other options besides chicken breast for protein mm-hmm. so let's yeah. find one yeah and motivation just is not reliable no I because mean, everything changes your motivation every day yes absolutely <laughs> and that's sleep, not yeah. saying motivation is a bad thing no not but if at you're all. relying on motivation alone 
one day you're going to wake up and not be motivated. That's right. You're going to wake up in a bad mood because you slept poorly or your kids are going to frustrate you because yeah. they said or did something you didn't like or your boss is going to frustrate you because they said or did something you didn't like and you're going to find yourself looking at chicken and thinking this is the stupidest thing. Why am yeah. I doing this? Or you're going to wake up three days in a row and weigh the exact same thing and then you're going to be like, well, it's not working. Right. I got to change something yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the evaluation of the action is the, the next biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So we've evaluated the goal, evaluated the action. And that includes, am I doing it? Yeah. Are they the right actions? Sorry. That includes, are they the right actions to get me to that goal? Like objectively do these actions take somebody to this goal? Right. Because if you say I'm on a muscle gain phase and you're doing tons and tons of cardio and only two days a week of resistance training, you're not Mm going to get there. Sure. Uh, But then two, am I doing the actions? Yeah. Three, am I doing them in a way that's integrated into my lifestyle and sustainable for me over the long run? Mm -hmm. Because again, you're headed for burnout. Even if you're four weeks in and you're like, oh, wow, I've already lost five pounds and you hate it. Yeah. You may not lose any more weight. Mm-hmm. You may lose 10 more pounds and then put it all back because right. you're exactly. going to associate, yeah, you're going to associate weight loss with, I hate my life. Yeah. And you don't, no one wants to hate their life. Right. You're Gosh. never going to do it again or you're going to rebound and get worse. And I think that that's what frustrates me a lot about novel novelty within mm-hmm. fitness is, well, one, sometimes, sometimes they are fun things or easy things. So like, what I do you mean know. by novelty? Like somebody comes up with a new diet, a oh, fad diet, yeah. uh-huh. or uh, do this thing, or take this pill and right. lose this weight, mm-hmm. or you know all these different things, and it's like, yeah, you might see immediate results. One, you're gonna plateau, right? Or you're gonna associate that with healthy living, and it's just not. And right. then it's not something you can do for a sustained amount of time, right? And so you, it's just so deceiving to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a healthy lifestyle, correct? It might get you where you're trying to go short term, mm-hmm. but if we've got our eye on a long term goal, it, it's really doing the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can't sustain it, right? And I think that there are some individuals that can undergo unsustainable periods, absolutely, on purpose in service of a long term or short term goal mm-hmm. that they know is going to set them up, and they have an exit plan, etc. Yeah. But you know what common factor most of those people have? What's that? They work with a coach. <laughs> like most, or they are just a professional or they're just a highly disciplined person. Yeah. But most people are like, okay, I have 16 weeks to get in the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. They're probably either training for a wedding, training for a photo yeah. shoot, training for a movie, yeah. training for some music video, right? These sure. are professionals who predominantly make money off of the way they look yeah. or they have this really lofty goal they really want to hit for the mm-hmm. serious performance or aesthetic reason yeah. right so like I bodybuilding got the, competition yeah, i got yeah. this competition coming up i got a marathon coming up i got a crossfit competition whatever and so i'm going to do something unsustainable for this short period of time and to keep me from burning the candle at both ends and becoming a wreck by the end of it i'm going to work with a professional that keeps me on board yeah and absolutely. can help me get an, on an off ramp from this right. negative potentially negative yeah. Um, space that I'm in mm-hmm. to get me back to a more neutral place. Yeah. So normally those people are either working with a coach or they have enough experience and expertise that they can do it themselves without damaging themselves. Yeah. Because there are plenty of people that do this kind of crash dieting thing. We mm-hmm. know them that they look great. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, you see them and they're 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. Again, right. because this is the fourth time. They didn't change anything about their lifestyle. No, I've yeah. had friends in, I think it was in grad school that they would, it seemed like every year or two years, they'd get on, uh, I can't remember what, maybe it was Nutrisystem. It, it was some some weight loss system where you, like, you drink all these smoothies. Like, that's how you lose weight. 
and they would lose 40 pounds. Yeah. And I'd see them six months later and they were 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes they'd be heavier again. Right. And it's because they didn't have a long-term perspective. They didn't make sustainable changes and they didn't work with someone that could help them navigate the choppy waters of trying mm-hmm. to do all this on your own. Yeah. And I was thinking back to like the things you said were red flags, especially about the action steps. And you said, you know, maybe you need to change the actual action yep. step. Well, then the question is, to what? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a lot harder to figure that out on your own, especially mm. if you don't have the background and the training in it. And yeah. I think that's really when a coach can be beneficial because mm-hmm. it's, okay, this didn't work, this system, and you implemented it. You mm-hmm. actually did these steps, took right. these actions, right. and you still aren't getting where you want to go. Yeah. Okay, well, here is when you've got a coach who has a wealth of knowledge, and experience. they can tell you exactly what to try next mm-hmm. and, or just help you kind of tweak what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're not the, the expert and especially, and you're in the middle of it mm-hmm. to me, it's just like, well, I'm just not even going to try. Yeah. I'm getting up. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to totally jump ship and try this totally different diet, a totally right. different exercise program. Right. Just, yeah, absolutely. D- jumping from one thing to the next right. instead of trying to find small changes that you can keep consistent. Yes. Which we all know is not a recipe for success either. The jumping Jumping, ship. Yeah. yeah. Jumping ship is not a recipe for consistency success. Is. <laughs> <laughs> consistency is. But we, everyone intuitively knows, oh yeah, if you just try something one day and then another thing the next day, another thing the next day, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. It's just not going to stick. Absolutely. Because nothing ever does if yeah. you don't give it time. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing. We've said this before too. You don't need a coach. Like you right. don't have to have a coach. No one does. No, you can lose weight on your own. Mm-hmm. You can gain muscle on your own. You can design your own programs or find them for yourself. Like there's a ton of things and Google exists, <laughs> Yeah. which means you have access to more now than anybody has ever had in the history of humankind. Absolutely. To which get is where you want to go. Honestly, a little troubling. <laughs> That's yeah. It's part of the problem. Sometimes yeah. there's just so much information. Yeah. But a coach makes the process easier. Mm-hmm. You don't need a coach, but dang, it sure is nice to have someone say, hey, you're doing the right thing. Don't stop. Yeah. Just keep going. And I'm going to check in with you next week to make sure you're still doing it. Or it's great to have a coach say, hey, slow down. You're going way too fast. Like, this yeah. is not sustainable. You need to pull. They're your governor. Yeah, you need to pull the brakes yeah. on this one. Mm-hmm. Or having a coach say, hey, you told me that you were going to do this every day and you've done it twice this week. What's going on? What do we need to change that's going to make it easier for you to do this habit every week? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like just the accountability. Yeah, having somebody else. And here's the thing. If you don't have a coach, don't want to hire a coach, this is sort of possible from an accountability partner. Yeah. Just have somebody that you like or love if you have a spouse (laughs) that wants to get in on this with you. (laughs) But someone that you don't mind talking to on a regular basis, a weekly basis, that's just going to ask you, hey, how's the goals going? Yeah. That alone will push you miles farther than if you oh, did it by absolutely. yourself. Just someone's going to ask you, hey, you told me you're going to be running. You've been running this week? Yeah, and because you know that question's coming. You know it's coming. You're <laughs> going to see him at church, or you're going to see him at your scheduled coffee thing on Saturday or whatever. Right. And they're going to ask you, and then you're going to ask them. Yep. Or absolutely. they're supposed to meet you at the gym at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And you know that tonight you're going to bed at 12 o'clock because whatever happened, you sit up watching the movie, whatever, and you're told Jim Bob you're going to be at the gym tomorrow at 6. Yeah. He's going to be there. Right. And so you got to show up and That's you got right. you got to make the choice. Am I going to get more sleep today or am I going to show up and actually do what I said I was going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It just puts you more skin in the game and it makes sure you get your results. Yeah. Let me ask you this then. So you said, and I agree, you don't need a coach. Right. So then who is a coach for? A coach is for anybody that wants to get results quickly 
or wants to make sure that they want, sorry, that they get the results that they want and do it in a way that's going to cut out the fluff and make yeah. sure they're getting the stuff done that really needs to get done. Yeah, it's almost like a fast track. It is. It's a fast track and it's a, an efficiency check yeah. or an effectiveness check, you know, yeah. because you can do any number of diets, but how do you know it's right for you? Yeah. You got to work with somebody that knows what you need and has tried that diet before or has mm-hmm. had athletes that have tried that diet before. Right. So if you if you have results that you need to get and you need to get them in a certain time frame, that's a big one. If you have yeah. results that you need to get and you have no clue how to get there, mm-hmm. that's another big one. Yeah. Just lack of information, period. Like, yeah. I don't know how to get my mile time any faster. Yeah, and I don't there's know. no shame in that. I no. mean, there's something that you're really smart in and wise in. Yeah. It's just not fitness. That's right. Yeah. And that's and why Johnny's is strength sure. is fitness. <laughs> yeah. And instead of spinning your wheels trying to figure it out on your own, just pay somebody else for the peace of mind yeah. that you're going to get where you need to go. And then you can mm-hmm. put it on autopilot, man. Like yeah. instead of trying to spend hours every night researching what diet's going to help me lose the next 20 pounds, mm-hmm. just pay somebody that does all the thinking and all the researching for you. And all you have to do is say, oh, okay, you want to do this? Sweet. I'll do it every day. I just thought about this analogy of like a fast pass at Disney World mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, yeah. yeah, you can get in line and wait and you're going to have the ex- the same exact event occur at mm-hmm. the end of this you're mm-hmm. gonna get off the, you're gonna get on the ride you're mm-hmm. gonna take the ride you're gonna get off the ride have mm-hmm. the same experience mm-hmm. or you could buy a fast pass and do the exact same thing right. just way faster right or you could be on the fast pass getting the same results while the other person gets the front of the line and then has to start over again oh. because they never really get into the ride yeah it doesn't start for them because they mm-hmm. can't figure out how to get this thing off the ground yeah that's a good so point they just get back in line and try again and get back yeah. in line and try again research a new thing and talk yeah. to their friend about this new diet and go to this new gym and find right. this new trainer that charges 15 dollars an hour to do crap exercises yeah so you really have two choices you can keep trying to be the ceo of your own fitness mm-hmm. and just look back and see what the track record you've set for yourself is yeah and if that might like be it, good yeah if you like it do it like, yeah don't, don't need stop to coach. if you've yeah. made yeah, if you made amazing success great it could be that being the CEO of your own fitness has gotten you great results and now you need help getting to the next level. Yeah. Awesome. Hire a coach. Mm-hmm. But look back at your track record. And if you see what being the CEO of your fitness has done for you and it's not pretty, stop trying. Just yeah. <laughs> work with somebody that's going to guarantee it for you. Yeah. you know? yeah. Not because you can't do it because I firmly believe you don't need a coach. But because instead of trying to hack it again and again and again and again every year and just mm-hmm. continuing to be disappointed, yep. just have somebody help you do it. Right, yeah. And make sure that they're going to help you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But have somebody that's going to help you get the results that you need. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then let me let me turn the tables. Mm-hmm. Who is a coach not for? Well, a coach is not for someone that doesn't need it, first of all, right? That's a kind of obvious one, right? They don't so, have any goals. Yeah, no goals. Yeah. Uh, or no aspiration. Yeah. Okay, you don't need a coach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coach is also not for somebody that already has amazing success and is very content. Yeah. Like I've had conversations with clients, or excuse me, with potential clients, where they're talking me about their goals. I'm like, man, I don't think you need me. Like, right. <laughs> there's, like you're doing great stuff. Like, yeah. Sounds like you're doing great. See you later. Yeah. You know? if, if that changes, call me back. Yeah. I've had yeah. conversation. I had a conversation with a guy yesterday. I was like, he was telling me about his routines and how, like, I asked him, is he satisfied? Yeah, totally satisfied. Like, All right. Well, thank you for talking with me. Yeah. <laughs> we have nothing more to say. Like, this, you yeah. don't need me and you shouldn't try to change anything because it's serving you so well. Right. So that's another person. Like, if, you, if you're really happy with your results and you're making great progress and you're checking off boxes and you feel great, well, shoot, you don't need a coach. Right. And then there's other people... Uh, that really enjoy the process of learning this stuff for their own, on their own. Yeah. Okay. Then it might just be that you would be better off 
just doing this research on your own. Mm-hmm. Now, I would also argue that a coach can teach you this stuff faster. Sure. But sure. if you really do enjoy, like, I just like tinkering with stuff. I yeah. love to tinker with programs and see if I can make it better myself. All right, cool. You'll need a coach. Do your thing. Are you, are you thinking about your brother, Adam, when you say that? Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good tinker. I think about myself, too. Yeah, like I, yeah, that's was, true. Well, you have a lot of fitness background, though. Yeah, It's, like, education-wise. But Adam, right. like, is one of the most diligent researchers I know mm-hmm. outside of the fitness space. Mm-hmm that researches stuff before he does it. Yeah. And then he like, you can't argue plans. with that dude about anything. Not unless Shout you out come to correct. you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you got to come correct. If yeah. you're going to have an argument, you better be ready. Cause he's done his research. Yeah. Which is always so impressive to mm. me. Cause I'm just like, Oh, if it's something I don't know about, I just don't enjoy researching it. Yeah. Which he enjoys fitness. So mm. that's a, I think he really does enjoy it. But man, sometimes he says stuff and I'm like, I couldn't have this educated of a conversation with like a colleague mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have gone deep. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And so for people, now here's the thing, there's, there's two kinds of people in that camp. There are some kind of people like Adam that I think would love a coach because yeah. they speed up the process of learning Absolutely. so much. Yeah. And there are other people that just really love doing it on their own. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's really not worth it because they just love the process. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Like I don't, Right. I work with a business coach, so I do work with coaches, but yeah. I love the process of tinkering with my own fitness. So for right now, this will probably change in the future. But for right now, I train myself. I design my own training plans, my own nutrition plans, et cetera. Yeah. I think in the yeah. future, I will probably want to train with somebody else just to give myself exposure to new ideas sure but for right now i love designing my own training programs and my own yeah. nutritional strategies yeah. and i do it for clients so it just makes sense that i just, it's just second it na- yeah. second nature for you yeah, too it just comes out of me so i think there's two people in that camp so yeah, some of them don't want a coach because they're just really happy with the process of tinkering yeah and others would love a coach because it speeds up the process of tinkering sure <laughs> they have someone that yeah, sends over their shoulder and says hey research this right try this implement this yes. change this edit yes. this upgrade this to to be fair it has to be a good coach yep yep it's <laughs> terrible if you're talking to somebody and you're like asking for advice and then they start giving you advice and you're like ah i know more than you and i thought it was the other way around <laughs> right i'm paying you to know more than me right. yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm not i'm not even thinking about anybody specific with uh-huh. that i'm just no. thinking like someone like adam who has done a lot of research mm-hmm. if he's looking for a coach to point him somewhere it's got to be somebody that's got a good knowledge of research mm-hmm. and and foundational mm-hmm information implementation um, yeah yeah that's true okay so troubleshooting wise it sounds like if you're at a place where you've seen the red flags you know what action steps you've been taking you know they need to change a coach could be really beneficial for you mm-hmm. um, is there anything else that you want to want to throw in there with troubleshooting that you think uh, this might be a, a good idea to give this a try I don't know that there's anything else to give it a try in terms of specific strategies because they're going to be dependent on the goals. Yeah, absolutely. But this this conversation reiterates to me what I firmly believe or reinforces to me what I firmly believe, which is if you want to be able to effectively troubleshoot, you must have a plan mm-hmm. with listed inputs and outputs. Yeah. That's the only way you can effectively troubleshoot because if you sit down with a, a stated goal of losing 20 pounds in three months and a month in you haven't lost any weight, and you're wondering why, but you have had no significant plan to say, this is how I'm going to lose the weight, mm-hmm. well, then you don't know what was or wasn't working. Right. You don't know if you were doing something great all along and just had one or two small things that tripped you up. Yeah. You don't know if you weren't doing anything at all, mm-hmm. and you just were hoping, right? Because you have no way to, to measure the things that have been happening in your life that could have been affecting your goal. 
Right. So if you want to be able to troubleshoot, you must have inputs and outputs that can be in some capacity measured. Yeah. They don't have to necessarily be quantifiable, but you just have to know, did I do the thing? Mm-hmm. And if you have no ability to measure, did I do the thing? You have no ability to troubleshoot. Right. You can't troubleshoot a goal that didn't have a plan of yeah. some capacity. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a crazy statistically analyzed data-driven goal with tons of small action steps and habits and systems, etc. But you have to have some kind of plan. Otherwise, a goal is just a fun idea. And yeah. there is no troubleshooting a fun idea. <laughs> right. It's you like going somewhere it. you've never been before without a map. Yeah. You might get there. You might. But, but you then if no you don't idea. and you don't even know what steps you took to get you lost, yeah. you have no idea how to get yeah. where you're trying to go. Yeah. You're completely, you don't even have a starting point. <laughs> no. Yeah. So you need, you have to, this, this conversation just reminds me, you, you just have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. It needs to be basic and it needs to include action steps that lead to habits. Habits are what make you different. A habit yeah. can make you a different person in a year. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. One, one habit. If you install three habits... You're different in months, yeah. you know, but yeah. one habit could make you a different person in one year. Yeah, I agree fully. So if you're not taking steps to form habits, then you have nothing to troubleshoot and yeah. you're unlikely to change. Right. So that's the biggest thing. If you want the ability to troubleshoot at all, you must create habits and you must have some sort of measurable input and output, some kind of plan mm-hmm. to evaluate in the first place. And then troubleshooting is really easy. I'm telling you, it's it's not easy sometimes in the kind of isolation of your own mind, but just talking with another person. It's simple. It's so simple. It becomes so simple. I mean, this is, I was having a conversation the other day about, again, saying you don't need a coach, but having somebody else to bounce these things off, you come up with your own ideas and solutions just from talking to somebody about it. Yeah. But you cannot do that if there's no plan for implementation. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, if this conversation helped anyone realize maybe I'm the person who needs a coach. What advice do you have for them? Research one and find a good one and don't be afraid to get on some calls. So I have, um, introductory calls with, with potential clients Mm -hmm. every week. And the goal is just to help them identify, do you actually need help? Yeah. And can I help you with the thing you think you need help with? Sure. Because I might be a good fit. So don't be afraid to jump on some calls, do some digging and try to find people that you trust try to see if anyone else that you know has worked with a coach and yeah. has had success and maybe try to work with that coach or find mm-hmm. a similar one. Sure. Um, and I'm happy to talk to anybody if they're willing, if they would like to talk to me about coaching, I, I only accept about five clients a month. Um, and so I have a, a small availability any given time to onboard new clients. But if someone does want more information, I'm happy to talk with them and maybe point them in the right direction. But that's the big thing is find somebody reputable, and don't be afraid to hop on a 15 minute call with somebody yeah. and just talk about what your goals are and then, you know, evaluate what they say and if they believe they can help you and if you believe what they're trying to help you with is actually what you want to achieve and where you want to go. Yeah. He's not one to plug for himself here. So I will <laughs> call Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, babe. Um, I'm not one to plug. Yeah. Well, then that's what I'm here for. I can do it for you. And again, maybe, maybe he's not the right fit. You're not the right fit for everyone. No, absolutely not. But I do think you can at least point people in the right direction. And I think you are the right fit for a lot of people. Well, I appreciate that. So I I highly encourage, if you're the least bit considering coaching, reach out to Johnny. How do they do that? Well, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Jonathan Wilson Official. And you can send me an email at streamline.sts at gmail.com. I'll field all your inquiries. 
You can ask me your questions. Inquiries. <laughs> there. I also have a link in my Instagram bio to a 15-minute call. If you do, it's any. you can just pick a time on my schedule anytime you want. Yeah. And I'll answer whatever questions you've got regarding coaching, et cetera. And okay. I'm very happy to point someone in a different direction if the answer is not me. Yeah. All right. Well, I am content. Are you content? Absolutely. I think we had a great conversation. All right. Well, we'll leave you guys there for... For this episode and hopefully we'll catch you next week as long as this baby doesn't make an appearance before then yeah we'll see everything is about the baby at this point it is one way or another we'll catch you guys in the next episode peace